The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, and Veronica Jaguer. Presenting Season 6, Revolutions. In One Ear, written by Mercedes Lackey. This has to be a joke. Bella stared at the email. It didn't make any sense. True, she was acting as de facto head of Echomed, but Verdigree didn't know that. She was being very, very careful to make sure he didn't know that. Almost everything was running through Dr. Luke Sanders, a.k.a. Dr. Fluke. His strange little metahuman power was to be able to diagnose really weird stuff instantly, while missing the common things completely, which made him incredibly useful to Echomed. What wasn't running through him was going through Ramona. Maybe by now Verdigree knew she was the only one able to calm Einhorn down, but surely that was all he knew. It is permitted me to tell you. Verdigree believes you are an incompetent airhead. Bella looked up so fast she nearly gave herself whiplash. The angel was sitting in the chair across from her tiny desk in the little storage closet Ramona had stolen her for an office. The seraphim looked like a Sulamith wolfen painting. Wings folded, hands laid one over the other on her lap, strange eyes staring through her. You know, things like incompetent airheads sound really odd coming from you. She ran her hand through her bangs, fluffing them to cool herself. The room always seemed too small and too warm when the angel was in it, even when the room was the size of a football stadium. The lips curved a little. I seem to be picking up odd phrases from John Murdoch, but it is permitted me to tell you that your ruse still holds. Verdigree selected you because he believes you are a fool. Bella narrowed her eyes. So, he wants Echo Med to be in chaos? The titular leader is a moron. And... She sucked on her lower lip and thought aloud. If I were a vain little airhead, I would turn all bitchy boss on everyone. I'd insist on doing the running of things, even though I don't know squat a about it. Yes. Bella smiled grimly. Alrighty then. We'll give him the show he expects. Call Victrix. She heard the tiniest of clicks as her overwatch wire came on. Vix, you live? I'm never not live. You check your email? That's a Roger. The angel smiled at her and vanished. She shook her head. She was never going to get used to that. How many Overwatch wires have you got now? How many you need? One by one, the staff of Echo Medical filed into the conference room. Most of them had been taken aside by Ramona Ferrari over the course of the last day, taken to a broom closet that emitted a curious hum, given a couple of sentences of briefing, and given what looked like a perfectly ordinary Echo Field-Up headset, the sort that was easy to hide. They were all wearing them now. 
Vicky watched them from the cameras in each corner of the conference room. Cameras Verdigree was either watching now, or would pull the footage from sometime soon. As the doctors and nurses and techs and support staff shuffled around to find seats, she cued a discreet little bird chirp to their headsets to alert them. And Verdigree would never, ever be able to detect this. Overwatch no longer used radio signals. Every one of those headsets was getting her voice via the magical equivalent of a radio frequency. It had taken her a lot of brain sweat and even more work to get it working right, but now they were secure in a way no encryption could ever manage. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Don't look startled. You are now listening to the voice of Overwatch, a very clandestine little operation that started as a support net for a few chosen field teams and allies, but is now the coordination arm of the revolution to take down Dominic Verdigree III. Most of the people in the room have these headsets. The only ones who don't are those whose discretion is somewhat lacking, or who we suspect are verdigree plants or sympathizers. Einhorn was one of the former. She couldn't keep a secret for thirty seconds. Fortunately, she was one of the few who didn't care who was in charge. The voice in your ear will be giving you Bella's real speech. So pay no attention to what comes out of her mouth. This little show is all for Verdigree's benefit. Bella came into the room at that point, looking flustered and smug and pleased all at once in a somewhat radically tailored version of her Echo uniform. She looked like what Verdigree thought she was, a supermodel put in a position of power she in no way deserved or was suited for. She had papers in her hand and arranged them on the podium and cleared her throat. Hi, everybody, she chirped. I guess by now you all know who's head of Echo Med. Vicky cued what Bella had recorded previously. While Bella churned out a speech consisting entirely of clichés, this is what was playing into the ears and minds of the people who were the heart, hands, and backbone of Echo Medical. First of all, I know most of you, and most of you know me. Some of you like me, some probably don't, but regardless... I am pretty damn sure that all of you are in some stage of disbelief, anger, and resentment over this whacked-up promotion. I'd like you to try to continue to look that way, please, if you can. Vicky could see that some of them were doing their best to do just that. Some were just looking bewildered. That would work, too. No, I didn't sleep my way to this. This is our Lord and Master's way of turning Echomed into a seething mass of unorganized chaos. Some of you are going, what? And some of you have suddenly had your suspicions confirmed. Yes, Verd wants us to fail spectacularly. He wants all of Echo to fail, I suspect, so he can disband the entire organization, cherry-pick the pieces, and put together his own version of Echo without any messy nonsense of pre-existing charters or legal considerations, or the safety and continued existence of the Metas in it. Vicky was very good at reading expressions. The flashes of anger she saw would be read by Verd as anger at Bella. But those expressions boded very well for Bella's ability to be what Verd had set her up for, and more. I'm not alone in this little conspiracy, although for a while it was just me, Ramona, Yank, and a couple more folks you'll be hearing about later. 
brief flashes of relief at the mention of Yankee pride and Ramona. Good move, Belle. Yank and Ramona are obviously too high-profile with Verd to be the chief rabble-rousers for this, so it kind of fell to me. We were going to bring you guys in slowly, but Verd forced our hand. Now, if you want out, turn in your headsets to Ramona later today. No one but you and Ramona will ever know who you are. No one is going to judge you either. If I was in your shoes, I'd be thinking twice and three times about this myself. Going up against Verd? We gotta be knuckin' futs. Not a word about don't rat us out. Another good move. With people who were nervous, but mostly trustworthy, implied trust tended to become real trust. If you're sticking, or even if you're not, I want you to act the way you would if an incompetent, power-hungry moron just got promoted over you. We need to make Verd think Echomed is about to fall apart as soon as we get hit with a big emergency. This is going to have to be the most convincing acting job you've ever done in your life, and I hope to hell we are all up to the performance. The lives of our friends are going to depend on it. Overwatch will give you all a further briefing later today after those of you who are opting out have turned in your headsets. So, okay, everybody, thanks for listening. I'm about to wrap up the speech now. Showtime. Vicky cut the recorded speech as Bella chirped into the mic at the front of the room. And I just know we are all going to be the best team there ever was. Thanks for coming, everyone. There was tepid applause as Bella beamed fatuously. People began filing out quickly, even before she had a chance to step from behind the podium. The only person who came up to congratulate her, and sincerely no less, was Einhorn. Vicky found that oddly touching. Too bad she didn't have the sense God gave a goose. Ramona was outside the conference room door with a bag open just enough that people could discreetly drop their headsets in as they filed out. When they were all gone, Vicky queued up her freak and conferenced with Bella's. Okay, give us the bad news. How many bailed? Vicky asked before Ramona could say anything. Zero. Vicky was sure she hadn't heard right. From the sound of Bella's voice, so was she. Uh, what? Zero, Ramona repeated gleefully. Zilch, nada, everyone's in. There was silence from Bella. Then... God damn it, I want to holler and dance and I don't dare with cameras everywhere. I'll do it for you, Vicky replied gleefully. Even at her most optimistic, she had figured for about a third to bail. Pessimistically, she had figured more like half. Okay, phase two. Vic, I'm signing off the ranch right now and heading for a very noisy, very trendy hotspot. Which is exactly what an airhead would do to congratulate herself. Let me know as folks come off shift and conference our headsets so I can do more detailed briefings. Bella let out her breath in a long, heartfelt sigh. God, I hope I am up to this. You are, Vicky and Ramona said simultaneously. I better be. Bella took a long pull of a virgin Bloody Mary as inane chatter rang around her. 
She'd chosen the latest, hippest bar in Atlanta as being a place Verd was least likely to have ears, and as one that would have enough noise to cover her sub-vocalizations. Her headpiece and Mike were no longer visible at all. Vicky had implanted them somehow. She was the walking test subject for that particular piece of magic. If her body didn't have some sort of horrible reaction to the apparatus, they'd implant the rest of Echo Med first. And if they didn't, everyone but Jeannie would get the implants. He, obviously, didn't need his gear implanted to hide it. She was glad for the cool-down period before everyone else started coming off shift. She needed to stare something right square in the face and decide if she had the... Well, it wasn't bravery. She wasn't sure what it was. But working with the paranoid Vicky had convinced her that if Ramona and Yank's plan to use the charter against Verd didn't work, they needed a backup. Talking with J.M. had convinced her that there was only one thing that backup could be. Someone was going to have to take out Verdigree permanently. Echo could not survive his leadership. And if Echo didn't survive... This was not something she could confide in anyone else. This was a plan that had to stay in her head and her head alone. Yank couldn't assassinate a fly. Ramona didn't have the skills or the means. CCCP? Could and would. But the only one with a chance in hell was People's Blade, and Nat had confessed the little Chinese girl had gone off the reservation and was probably working with either Vertigree or Blacksnake. The angel could, but wouldn't. At least Bella didn't think she would. Assassination didn't seem to fit the parameter of permitted. That left Bella, who had the power, the skills, and the access now that she was head of Echo Med who could kill him in a way that would leave no sign that he'd suffered anything but a perfectly natural aneurysm or heart failure. All she had to do was touch him. But could she? I don't want to. Murdering. There was no other word for it. That gangbanger still left her feeling sick and filthy and guilty as hell. And he'd been about to kill her and her friends. This would be murder in cold blood. What would that make her? What other choice would I have? It was like that old sci-fi cliché. If you could go back in time and murder Hitler. Would you? Could you? She thought about Tesla. About Bulwark, still unconscious about all her other friends who would certainly be picked off one at a time or by wholesale groups if she didn't do this. I can't let them die, no matter what this does to me. Then she felt her mouth quirk in a wry little smile. Of course, if that creepy bodyguard of his figures out what I did, I might not have to worry about what it does to me. The chirp of Vicky's incoming signal put an end to any further thoughts on the matter for now. Okay, Bells, I have Doc Fluke, Panacea, Chiron, Gilead, Doctors Reed, Morse, Sayers, Childreth, Kine, and Joyce, and Nurses Romansky, Karam, Fields, Liam, Lynn, Wong, Sakamudi, and Jean on conference. Folks, the floor is Bella's. She took a deep breath and a last sip of her drink. First of all, thanks, guys. You are the bravest, 
best people I know. This has been Revolutions, Season 6 of The Secret World Chronicle. The Secret World Chronicle is narrated and produced by Veronica Jaguer, with music by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Find us at www.secretworldchronicle.com, like us on Facebook, and circle us on Google+. And as always, thank you for listening.